This is The Sipping Forecast, a podcast on all things drinks and the brilliant people who make the industry what it is. I'm Cathy Caton, and this week I'm talking to Emma Inch, the award-winning beer writer, beer judge and maker of the Fermentation Beer Podcast. Life in lockdown grinds on, and for Emma it's from a particularly harsh perspective as she's needing to shield. However, the love of beer persists and she's got some great things to say about it. I'm Emma Inch and I'm a beer writer and uh, audio maker and uh, yeah I live in Brighton and I write about beer and talk about beer and occasionally drink beer. And I mean by this stage I think the the scene setting of the extraordinary times that we're in probably doesn't need its scene setting but you're in a particularly unique set of circumstances. I was wondering if you might tell me a bit about that. So I'm, I have a, a health condition for which I take some medication, which apparently lowers my immunity somewhat. So uh, at the moment, I'm having to shield along with uh, a lot of other people across the, the country. I live with uh, a seven-year-old daughter and a partner. So that's quite difficult because shielding means that not only can you not go out at all, so uh, you can't go out for the daily walks and things like that that other pe- some other people are doing. Uh, I can't go to any shops or anything like that but also I'm supposed to stay two meters away from the people that I live with which is quite difficult with uh, with a family um, particularly as I'm taking the lead on my daughter's homeschooling so a lot of that can be done from the other side of the room but some of it you know obviously there are times when I have to get a bit closer as she's seven years old but yeah other than that I'm sleeping in a in the spare room I'm using a separate bathroom uh, I'm preparing my meals separately, eating my meals separately. So it's it's a strange one. It really is quite odd. It was harder at the beginning, I think. And I've spoken to some other people who are shielding with family members around. Um, we all found it very, very hard at the beginning and upsetting. But it's kind of, I kind of got used to it now. I kind of got in the swing. We've got in the habit of how to do things and how to how to keep things very clean, how to keep everybody very safe and how to still have some semblance of a family life whilst having a distance between us and you're a beer writer and a booze writer and a you know a serious award-winning one as well I was the British Guild of Beer Writers Beer Writer of the Year yeah yeah so that was uh I'm not the current one but last year I, I was the the uh, British Beer Writer of the Year yeah the first first woman to win that so, uh, solo on her own yeah and I think beer writers by definition and also by definition of the, the things that you're writing about are very uh, social creatures love the pub love being being out and engaging and and really you know digging deep into your subject how the heck has that been to have that removed it's it's really really difficult yeah I mean I'm I'm not the most outgoing of people actually I can be I can awkwardly lurk in any social situation but I do love the pub the pub is is somewhere I've always loved it's somewhere but like for many people it's a place where we we celebrate uh, great events in our life we we commiserate uh, events in our life we we go there when we're stressed we go there when we're happy we go there when it's our birthday to meet friends to to stay in touch with people to be on our own I love a solo pint with a book it's left a huge hole in mine and in many other people's lives and as for as for beer yeah beer is such a social uh, social drink it's you know it's been around for 
10,000 years potentially and it's you know it's not it's not a drink that makes you inebriate inebriate sound like I am already it's not a drink that makes you drunk straight away on the whole you know especially in this country we like session beers that that you know give us a nice little warmth and and enable us to sometimes you know to to share thoughts and and feelings with other people and to you know it brings people together it's something you drink as a group or drink with other people uh, yeah it's such a and 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 that's kind of gone and i suppose i suppose the biggest thing that has that has changed is 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 the situation that that small brewers are in now which is which is really quite a dire situation for quite a lot of people so yeah that's been something that that's taken up a lot of my thoughts um recently what are you hearing from producers on the on the ground and from the from the brewers. Well, yeah. So I'm I'm speaking to uh, a number of brewers, but I'm also speaking to um, the to CBA, Society of Independent Brewers, and they've recently done a, a survey of uh, of independent brewers, and the results of that survey came out last week. And I must admit, I knew things were bad, but this was really really sobering reading. So um, of the independent craft brewers that that CBA surveyed, they've had an 82 percent drop in beer sales. So their, you know, their income from from selling beer had gone down 82%. I mean, it's vast. And, you know, although, you know, we hear of a lot of uh, a lot of breweries doing a lot of uh, home delivery at the moment, trying to get their their beer packaged so that it can get out to people, particularly in local areas. And that's happening here in Sussex uh, and and in in Brighton at the moment. But it's it's just not enough. It's just not the volume of sales that, that brewers would have had through pubs according to this survey 65 percent of them have stopped brewing altogether uh, and many of the others have really slowed down their brewing to it to a very low level just to keep ticking over just to keep trying to get some packaged beer out so it's, it's incredibly difficult really you know although many many breweries are offering new delivery or takeaway services that they didn't offer before uh, and they're seeing big increases in their online orders which is great it, it's still not 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 enough to kind of meet the amounts that they were getting in before so it's yeah it's a pretty bleak situation and presumably if you're a brewery that doesn't have a canning line or access to to bottling facilities whatever if all of your trade has been about supplying the pubs and also supplying pubs with you know a live product i make a product that has a very long has an indefinite shelf life and I'm, i consider myself so fortunate on that front you know gin is not going to go off or spoil but beer is a it's a well tell me about it it's a, it's a it's a live thing isn't it yeah i mean cascale is is a is a live product i mean that's what's so wonderful about it that's why you know you know it's it's a it's a british product it's something we should be shouting from the rooftops about we make it the best we're, we're one of the only places that, that make cascale that cascale's home is the uk that beer has a secondary fermentation in the cask in the pub cellar kind of thing when it's ready to drink it's still a live product it's changing it doesn't have a very long life once a, a, a cask of beer is tapped ideally you need to be drinking it within three days five days something like that it's it's you know it's a living product it's like bread it's, it's you know it's liquid bread so that's really tricky and for those people who've, who've been selling cask beer which is a lot of the smaller independent breweries and now they don't have that that outlet for their cask ale it's the one drink you can't drink at home you can't order a cask of beer and then somehow serve it at home keep it at cellar temperature that kind of thing so yeah it's 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 really tricky and if those people aren't used to bottling or or canning their beer it's extremely tricky and and those people are are really going to struggle and, and are struggling at the moment with some of them, there, there are there are um, breweries who are managing to get stuff out. So there's some, particularly in local areas, who are pouring a couple of pints of cask ale and then home delivering those. 
or uh, they've managed to have some kind of takeaway system at the brewery or at a pub that they maybe uh, manage. But other than that, yeah, Cascale, it's really tricky. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to being able to go in a pub again and order a pint of Cascale whenever this is over. What's your current fantasy first pint in the outside world and where? (laughs) So, uh, actually, now I reflect on it, I've probably got two fantasy uh, first pints. One that has kept me going for the past few weeks is the thought of um, a pint of Harvey's Sussex Best. You know, living in Sussex, being near the brewery, having toured the brewery, having met Miles from the brewery a number of times, the head brewer. You can't beat a pint of Sussex Best. We, we're spoiled with it down here, but it's it's one of the most uh, complex and interesting pints of uh of, of best bitter that there is anywhere so yeah a pint of a pint of sussex best and i was thinking even of going to the john harvey tavern in lewis and actually having it in the home of uh of harvey's beer but then i've been reflecting a lot on uh on the last the last afternoon that i spent in a pub before lockdown which was um a couple of weeks before lockdown uh, started, actually. It was right at the very beginning of March. Um, and I spent an afternoon in Brighton Beer House and drinking some of their South Coast Pale, I think it is the one that they have on on uh, on cask in there. So that's one of my favourite pubs. I will definitely be back in there choosing whatever they have brewed and got on cask, you know, when it's only made a mile down the road and it's freshly on sometimes the day that they've They've packaged it. You can't beat that. Absolutely can't beat it. And I think as well, I don't know, my my kind of, what will my fantasy pub return be? It seems to be changing day day by day. I I'm, But I definitely, you know, I do miss being in the pub. I miss just socialising and just that sort of magic thing that happens when you go into a into a boozer and go, oh, what's on today? Or, or you're there just to socialise and catch up with people. I mean, on one hand, it's amazing we've got this incredible technology that's, you know, allowing us to speak and record now. But I really wish it was face to face. So I should say at this point that the plans for the sipping forecast were hatched with you. And we were meant to be going out, visiting distilleries and producers and, and seeing growers and talking about all sorts of things to do with the amazing booze industry. And then this arrived and fundamentally changed absolutely everything. Absolutely. It's such an odd situation. It's the sort of that we never thought, you know, I just keep thinking, how could we have known? And we never knew, you know, as individuals, uh, you know, we just could have no idea of the impact something like this would have and how it would just stop everything. And that's, it's so overwhelming to think about, you know, these things that we, we rush through life thinking, no, well, that can't possibly be cancelled. That will always go ahead. That's always going to happen. And then just everything stops it's such a strange situation yeah it but, really is uh, it's fundamentally bonkers I'm probably also not helping myself at the moment by reading quite a lot of Margaret Atwood um, which <laughs> no you're not helping yourself by doing that <laughs> I probably should find something down a bit more <laughs> try a bit of wind in the willows <laughs> and one of the things that, that we'd really talked about and planned about with with doing um the uh, sipping forecast podcast was going out meeting people talking to producers getting out there and seeing what people are, are doing and again all of that's fundamentally changed and with the the handbrake going on overnight on the pub 
the restaurant, the the cafe, all of those places actually where people can often try drinks for the first time on the recommendation of the person behind the bar, all of that ceasing. It's just, and it still feels that we're in the free fall stage with it. I haven't, can't yet kind of forecast how we're going to come out of it. Do you have any views yet or is it too soon on how you think things will unfold again? It's so hard to tell. And I've been talking to people recently um sort of uh, trend watchers and uh, marketing experts about where you know where this might go how things might might start to change things will change at some point I mean I think it's been made clear by the the government that sort of the hospitality industry is going to be quite way down the list of when things do start to open and I think probably that's right that probably needs to happen uh, you know how much it breaks my heart i think if if we start to think of opening pubs whilst maintaining 2 meters difference and only staying with the your household that you live with I, i'm not sure that, that that is a pub that that people will be rushing to go to um and i also think it'd be very difficult for businesses to open on that basis as well because opening with such a, a very small footfall that they'll be allowed i, I don't know that the, that will be financially viable to do that so I don't know I don't know what the answer is whether we you know I know other countries are experimenting with various openings of things so we'll we'll probably have to watch and learn from other places but I think it's going to be a a, a slow slow progress I really do absolutely and I think you're bang on the on point about the actually if a pub opens where you can't get any closer than two meters to someone what does that feel like does that feel like a space that you want to be in and yeah I think there's I don't know. I, I kind of look around town and I look around these, these fantastic boozers and great community hubs and then think, oh, crikey, please, please. I do hope that your doors will be able to open again in the future. The pressures on the publicans and stuff must be absolutely appalling. Yeah, it's such a worrying time for people, um, you know, trying to think what it's going to look like, how how best to continue. And also, I think I think people will, you know, will be will be reluctant initially to to go out, and also people have developed new habits, haven't they? People have developed these habits of, you know, Zoom conversations, of ordering things in at home that they never ordered in at home before, of recreating experiences at home, pub quizzes at home, conversations that they used to have down the pub at home. Um, I think people's priorities will be quite different when they start to return to the pub I think you'll have you you will have younger people wanting to get out there you know people who perhaps are are lower down the list of being likely to be too badly affected by by COVID-19 but they'll they'll, you know probably be wanting to get out there and wanting an experience and wanting reasons to leave the house but you'll have another group of people who are perhaps much more concerned about safety and hygiene and very concerned about how a venue is going to manage that and if they're not convinced by that maybe they won't be won't be going out and uh, and engaging in it. Maybe they will have, have developed ways to work at home, you know, which is incredibly depressing. When uh, when we started the year, very, very positive about the future of pubs. I did a podcast for The Pub Show, which takes place in February, and uh, at the very beginning of February, I was interviewing a lot of people, and the positivity and optimism around at that, that trade show was, was immense. After kind of the worries of the past few years of lots of pubs closing we'd started to see a very tiny rise in the number of pubs we'd also sort of felt we were over well you know over the the uncertainties a a number of the uncertainties anyway of of Brexit and that hopefully that would 
smooth its way as the year went on in terms of people knowing at least where they stood around things and it, it felt like it felt like a really positive time and and it's heartbreaking to kind of think I listen back to that audio I put out then and then to think where we are now of the utter devastation that's happened to the industry at the moment you know there are people working on how how we can how pubs can open safely how venues can can start to move forward and I think there'll be some real creativity and real really interesting solutions to some of the the problems that 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 we're facing at the moment the pub industry the beer industry are resourceful if nothing else they've survived hundreds and thousands of years and we will survive this but it's just worrying at the moment until we can see a way forward and until you know we can find a way that that we can operate in a changed world you're listening to the sipping forecast brought to you by brighton gin find out more at brightongin.com just wonder if you can tell me a bit about the fermentation podcast and broadcast and also how your uh, podcasting has been changing to reflect what's going on yeah so i do a podcast called fermentation beer and brewing radio and that started as a monthly uh, radio show on radio reverb i think now we're coming up to f- four and a half five years ago so it's been going a long time a couple of years ago it went podcast only and that was mainly to do it more frequently and to be a bit more flexible uh with the with the approach to it um so then i've done a fortnightly podcast and it's about what's going on in the beer and uh beer and brewing industry so i visit breweries talk to brewers uh do some tastings talk about ingredients we sometimes have some home brewing on there not just breweries in the uk but in ireland czech republic various other places kind of covered various breweries around the world so been really enjoyable to make and uh really successful won a couple of awards on the back of that so yeah really sound kind of magazine style show uh, around the beer and brewing industry when covid-19 hit i kind of felt although i've got i've got various bits of audio in the can that i could produce some usual fermentation beer and brewing radio episodes with if i don't know it just didn't feel like it fitted anymore to be sort of going around breweries and tasting beer and for that to be something that people would be interested in listening to at the moment and I suppose I felt, you know, I, I love this industry. I want to support the industry in whatever way I can. And I have resources around me. I have, a, you know, a studio at home. I have equipment. Uh, I have a lot of contacts in the industry. And I just thought, how can I best support the industry that I love to to continue and to thrive and to get through this? So, so what I decided to do was using the fermentation route, but do fermentation in isolation. So a weekly podcast, and I've been doing that for, this is the fifth week this week, and that involves uh, an update every week from one of the trade bodies uh, or consumer bodies. So uh, I've had camera, Society of Independent Brewers, SEBA, the British Beer and Pub Association, UK Hospitality. So having updates from those about what are the main issues for their members or issues for consumers at the moment, you know, any updates on kind of the government response or any advice for brewers or publicans on what they think they should be doing at the moment. Then I try and concentrate the rest of the podcast on another couple of interviews, one with uh, somebody maybe doing doing something a bit different or providing an essential service. So the kind of people I've had on there, the licensed trade charity who offer 
offer financial and emotional support to people who work in the licensed trade. I've had people who are uh, the bevy in Brighton who are offering um, meals on wheels to their most vulnerable customers. And they kind of talked through how a pub can do that, how they can set themselves up to do that. So trying to have something that's useful or positive for people. And then also have my regular guest who's on my uh, fermentation beer and brewing uh, drinks writer, Jane Payton. And we share a beer over the airwaves and chat about, again, some of the more positive things, some of the things people can get involved in, some of the amazing things that the pub and uh, brewing industry are doing at the moment to to help people in these in these awful times so uh, it's kind of a three-pronged thing it's uh, but but the main the main thrust is to, to to give something helpful and to say something positive so that's what i've started doing weekly so it keeps me out of trouble and um hopefully is of use to the industry and uh, i think one of the things that struck me from that and I, I meant to say earlier actually when i was talking about about how difficult pubs and uh, breweries are finding things at the moment is even in the midst of losing so much trade and being faced with so much uncertainty it's incredible the the good work that that brewers and um and publicans are doing either by helping out the vulnerable in their communities by providing a hub for uh, becoming a, a local shop, a base where people can pick up shopping or uh, delivering meals, as I said, like some pubs are doing, or by putting people in touch, by linking together isolated people through things like weekly pub quizzes and brewers doing things like if you buy a certain number of order, if you order a certain number of beers on their website, they will make donations to various charities. They'll do uh, uh, are buying ahead for people who work for the NHS, donating to NHS charities, giving money places. It's just incredible that, and and that's that's um, absolutely indicative of what the beer and pub industry is. It gets a lot of bad press sometimes, uh, you know, in terms of uh, people talking about excess drinking or you know binge drinking or whatever. But actually, these are the hubs of our community and they do so much good work. Uh, they raise millions for charity every year and they are continuing to do so even in a time when their income is slashed or non-existent. I want to ask you what your current top tip for your your drink in isolation is. Have you got a current favourite? Oh, well, I've, I've obviously had to shop widely in order to find a current favourite. I've I've had some some great beer beer delivered. I'm very lucky that I work in a in a business where I sometimes get sent beer to try and to sample. And I've had some amazing beers sent through. And I've also been supporting my local breweries and uh, and breweries uh, around the country by buying beer when I can off them. Uh, remember, if if you're trying to find beer in the supermarket and you can't seem to find anything you like, loads of breweries who previously weren't delivering. Uh, are now are now online have good online shops you can buy direct from the brewer and you often get a really good deal by direct buying direct buying in bulk um so so yeah to to, to start shopping around for that um looking what your local brewery is doing there's a really good resource actually called beer is here you can look for them online and uh you can put your postcode uh onto the website and it will tell you uh, what breweries around you, uh, all your local breweries and any breweries within a reasonable distance of you, what they're doing in terms of whether they're doing online delivery, um, whether they're whether you can um, 
ring them up whether you can pick beer up from the brewery brewery gate or whatever um so that's a really good resource if you're looking for some beer my top tips i suppose are support your local breweries buy direct from the brewery if you can to you know to get them some money rolling in at this really tricky time also you'll get some really fresh beer by doing that because you know they're bottling and then selling it straight away it's really good flying out the door so that's great and the second tip is there's so much really good no and low alcohol beer around at the moment so i know there's been sort of concerns that during these stressful times people are maybe drinking more than they normally would or drinking to excess i i I don't know the truth of that and i guess we won't until you know everything's come out the wash at the other end really but um there are so many good no and low alcohol choices uh, around um so search them out as well There's some of my top ones are adnams uh, the ghost ship uh low alcohol one that's really good beer uh i've just got i hope it's being delivered today actually gads uh their brewery in kent ramsgate brewery in kent uh they do gads number 11 and uh, that i think is 1.2 percent alcohol so it's not entirely alcohol free but it's but it's pretty low so yeah check out some of those there's some brilliant indie, indie brewers around doing some some no and low alcohol choices and they're good to have in your fridge particularly at this time where we're all under a little bit of stress and it, you can kind of lose you know you want to make sure you have those those days in the week where you're not drinking as well and finally in terms of catching the podcast what's the best way for people to listen and subscribe and get every nugget of wisdom as it drops out of your mouth <laughs> yes please do please do listen subscribe review everything um yeah because the, the the um i should say about the podcast it's not just aimed at the trade it's aimed at trade and consumer so there's something for everybody in there whether it's about where you can get hold of good beer whether it's you know a nice chat with a lovely brewer or whatever yeah um so you can find that it's on on apple podcasts on spotify on pocket Cast, on all I, I believe it's on pretty much all the the uh the podcast hosts if it's not let me know and just search for fermentation beer and brewing if you're having trouble look at my uh look at my uh website there's fermentationradio.com and there's all the links on there as well and you can look at uh all the the back episodes as well and uh remember life in the olden days before we were all cooped up in our houses these days will come again they really will definitely thank you so much to emma inch award-winning broadcaster beer writer and all-round general good egg You've been listening to The Sipping Forecast with Cathy Caton, a podcast on all things drinks. You can subscribe in Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts and a host of other platforms. And if you want to get in touch, please do. We'd love to hear from you. You can tweet at Cathy Caton or at Brighton Gin and we'll get back to you. And if there's someone you really want to hear from on The Sipping Forecast, just get in contact and let me know and we'll do our best to make it happen.